Well, top of the morning to the saints of the Most High God. This is Bishop Smith. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you for being on the prayer line. We want to say good morning to our intercessors. Good morning to our the body of Christ. Good morning to our church members, New Destiny Church. Good morning to every man of God, every woman of God that is on the line this morning. Hey, we are 10 days into our fast, and praise God, I pray you're feeling great right now and just really hearing the voice of God and building yourself up spiritually. I can't believe we're 19 days into the new year. Seems like we just crossed over into 2022 and the month is almost gone. So it tells you time has definitely sped up. And um, we just need to uh, take advantage of the time while it's still day. That's what the scripture says, that night, night comes and no man will work. So we need to take advantage of the time. So we're going to have a great time this morning. I want to introduce um, the team this morning that will be uh, sharing um devotion and also prayer with us this morning and sharing our prayer requests and praying for those prayer requests is none other than our very own Sister Shirley Birch. Sister Shirley, how are you this morning? Good morning, Bishop. I'm doing wonderful and all is well. And good morning to everyone on the line. All is well. I love the statement. Good morning to you and good morning, Brother Donnie. Um, we have with us Pastor Powell coming all the way from the great city of Augusta, Georgia. Pastor Powell, how are you this morning? Great, Bishop. I'm the north side of Fabulous this morning. It's a little cold in the southern states, but through it all, we're doing really, really good and glad to be with my new Destiny family on this morning. How are you this morning? We're doing great, and we're glad that you're doing well on the north side of Fabulous, <clears throat> close to the North Pole. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it feels like right now. <laughs> it's cold. Yeah, it's cold. Yeah. Okay, it's cold, okay. We're doing fine, Bishop. Well, that's great. That's great. So we're going to get started this morning and, and just have a good time. It's good to laugh, especially early in the morning. It's early, y'all. But you know what? Hey, we're up and we're seeking the face and the heart of God. We want to hear what thus saith the Spirit of the Lord, especially during the times that we're in. So, Father, we just come over. Good morning. I'll turn to several In the name of Jesus, and we just bless you. We honor you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy. And we thank you for allowing us to see this day that you have made in it. We shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you that, Father, you have delivered us from the powers of darkness and you have translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son, whereby you've given us a blood bought right to call you Abba. Everyone can't call you that. Abba, Father, you're our Father. And it's written in your word, no matter what happens in the world, you will never leave us, nor will you ever forsake us. Father, thank you for caring for us, providing for us, protecting us, and most of all, loving us. And so have your way this morning, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Powell. Well, good morning, and thank you again, Bishop. Um, first thing, I, I just want to 
start off by saying is um, to everybody on the prayer call, especially my new destiny uh, family, our bishop is is so keen and to what to what the hand of God is doing during this season and his prof- prophetic um, technology is is so on point. It's so sensitive right now. So I just want to kind of esteem and edify the man of God this morning and, and what's been traveling in his heart, what's been shaping his thoughts, what's been giving him his, his energy uh, since right before the year ended. Uh, Bishop, I just want to commend you on having your heart and your ear attuned to what God is saying for the benefit of all of us, uh, myself included in the body of Christ. So I wanted to just kind of edify you this morning and thank you for, for such a great example of uh, a standard of righteousness, a standard of loving the people and, and integrity within the ministry. This morning, uh, we're going to look briefly at uh, our devotion topic this morning. It's coming out of Jeremiah 18, 7 through 11, 7 through 11. And um, here, in the context of what we're talking about, God has given Jeremiah uh, a visual sermon, a visual illustration with the potter and the wheel and the clay. And then when he jumps down to verse 7, He talks, he says, the instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up, to pull down, and to destroy it, if that nation against whom I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent of the disaster that I thought to bring upon it. And the instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build and to plant it, if it does evil in my sight, so that it does not obey my voice, then I will relent concerning the good with which I said I would benefit. And the crux of it, now, therefore, speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, thus says the Lord, behold, I am fashioning a disaster and devising a plan against you. Return now everyone from his evil way and make your ways and your doings good. And uh, looking at the the devotion scripture for this morning, uh, I just want to, I want to hurry to verse number 11. Now therefore speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, excuse me, one of the one of the things we, we all have to ask ourselves is this. One of the things I find is so interesting uh, in our devotion towards this 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 Father of in heaven of ours is this: God will shake nations. God will shake our lives. You know, one of the, one of the funny scriptures. I you know just. Bear with me. I I have these. I have a set of scripture that I call "Give Me a Break" scriptures. <laughs> and when I read it, I'm like, "Say what?" For instance, we often quote, <clears throat> "No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Any tongue lifted up to me 
lifted up against me and Kanye's I shall be able to pull down. But right before we, we the, the scripture we love to quote, he, uh, he says, and I have fashioned the smith. I fashioned the weapon. And I'm thinking, then he goes into, well, no weapon formed against me, Shepard. I'm thinking, my goodness, God fashioned the smith. God fashioned the weapons, but they're not going to prosper. Um, scriptures that I read where it's God that calls the famine. And I'm like, wow, God calls the famine. And even here, he's talking to his people. He's talking to a people that he's created covenant with. And he says, behold, I am fashioning a disaster and devising a plan against you. So for years in my, in my theology, I had to wrestle with that. And I remember one time I, I, I just came to an astounding, astounding thought. What do you do when God is your problem? What do you do when God is your problem? Because the only person that can solve that problem is you and God. And here we have the situation like that where God is saying, I'm about to shake the nation of Israel. I'm about to shake my people. Tell them to return now, everyone, from this evil way. And so what we are, I want you to understand is God will shake nations and he will shake his people. But because God is a loving God, he doesn't just love. He is love. God shaking is never intended to destroy. God shaking is always intended to return. I'm going to say that one more time. Because of the nature of our Father, he is love. God's shaking. He never wants to destroy. He always wants to create a situation where his people will begin to return unto him. And that's the first thing I want to celebrate is God's love and God's mercy towards his people. Now, most folks, especially people that don't have the Spirit of God, most and many carnal Christians can't understand that God only disciplines those that he loves. God disciplines those that he loves. And so even in here where he's fashioning a disaster, fashioning a shaking to shake his people up, the intent is that we return unto him, that we return unto him. The next thing I want to I bring, bring here in, in conjunction with this is when you read through the Old Testament, God is shaken usually for one or two reasons, one or, one or two reasons, at least one or two. It may be a couple more, but I've really noticed one or two reasons. One, he's shaken his people because his people have gotten lax. His people have become lukewarm. His people have become lackadaisical in their devotion, in their worship, in their ways that represent him. The second reason he shakes, though, and I, I, I was talking to Bishop Smith this morning and asking his, his thoughts on it is, in Haggai chapter 2, you just write this down, we won't turn it just for the sake of time. In Haggai chapter 1, he says, and God shook his people. He caused the famine. Then you'll see that the famine caused financial uh, collapse. It caused physical collapse. It caused crops to grow up, to dry up. But God did this. 
God did this. And that's chapter 1 of Haggai. Then he says in chapter 2 of Haggai, yet once more shall I shake the heavens and the earth. And I'm like, wow. But this time it wasn't towards his people. It was towards the nations of the earth. So in the first chapter he shakes to get his people prepared, to get his people in alignment for the next thing he's about to do. And then in chapter 2, we see the next thing he's about to do is shake the nations so that the nations can turn to the, the, what he says, the desire of all nations, which is Jesus Christ himself. There's a shaking that's happening right now that nations are realizing governments are running out of oxygen. They're realizing that systems are running out of oxygen. And more and more people are beginning to turn and having questions and needing answers to who can answer the, 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 the questions about the problems that we have, and it's none other than Jesus Christ. And now watch this, what he says. He says that in the second shaking, because my people are already in alignment, because they've already repented, because they've already come back to the disciplines of of worship and devotion, because they've already come back, uh, they're no longer neglecting the house of God. And we, I guess we talk about that at some point, neglecting the house of God. Now I'm going to shake the nations, which we see happening right now, so that these nations can flow into this temple, this body of people that we know called the church. And that's when he says, my goodness, that's when he says, the glory of this latter church is going to be greater than the glory of the former. This glory started with a shaking of his people. And for those that responded, for those that returned, God of mercy, the, the next shaking that he's already doing, that people that return to God, they're getting ready to see a greater glory on their life. They're getting ready to see a greater glory in the, in the church. They're getting ready to see a greater prosperity in the church as the nations now begin to come to the desire of all that. Jesus Christ, his people, as they begin to come and fill this temple, there'll be a people ready to receive, a people ready to steward, a people ready to love, a people ready to be a covering for the nations that he's shaking up right now to bring into his house. God says, I'm fashioning the desire, a, a disaster. Okay, God, you can, you, for me and my house, you can, you can stop because I'm taking heed to your warning. Anything that's not shored up, if it's my heart that I'm holding on to something that's become a, a King Uzziah in my life that won't allow me to see you, Father, just show me now. I repent. If it's unforgiveness that I'm that I'm holding, and I'm I'm trying to become God by holding somebody's wrong over their head, Father, you can stop the disaster right now. I repent, Father. If I've been lackadaisical in my worship of you and my giving, if I've put idols in front of you, Father, stop the disaster right now. I repent. I'm coming into alignment with you. I'm returning unto you. Prepare me for this greater glory that we see fashioning right now. This great body of people, this great church called New Destiny. 
I'm declaring what our what our what our bishop has been declaring. Is God saying new destiny? I have such a desire that you be an instrument. And the next move that I'm doing, I want to show up everything in the house because I can trust you with nations. I can trust you with the conscience of people. I can trust you with the generations. The shaking is not to destroy. The shaking is to prepare people for nations that are becoming seeking for answers in the body of Christ. Father, I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. What a great time to be alive. Father, right now in Jesus Christ's name, I, I stand before you and I said, Father, we will be those that heed your message. We will be those that heed your warning. Father, even as you said in your word, continually make ready a people for the desire of all nations. Continually give us grace to return. Give us grace to align. Give us grace to repent. Let us bow before you now in Jesus Christ's name. Thank you for your new mercies today. Thank you for your loving kindness that is towards us. We give you honor and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Bishop. Wow. Thank you so much, Pastor. You know, you can't help but, number one, we're fast the church as a people. Then the word of God is just so clear. I mean, you just can't misunderstand what has been said. And so I don't know about you, but this is so humbling that God cares about us enough that God would warn us and tell us to return, to return to him. What do you do when God is your problem? I think that question deserves an answer. That question is so serious, so serious. But we're going to go to our request, and then we're going to come back and we're going to try to unpack this a little bit more before the end of the uh, middle of the hour, and we'll see what the Lord has to say. So at this time, Sister Shirley Burks will come with our prayer request. Shirley. Hallelujah. What a word. Hallelujah, Lord God. Father God, we extol your matchless name and worship you for being our source of life. We are thankful we know you as Jehovah, the great and awesome covenant-keeping God that answers us before we call. And while we are yet speaking, Father, you hear us and know what we stand in need of before we ask. Father God, our hearts are filled with thanksgiving this morning for the opportunity to come boldly to the throne of grace, where we may receive mercy and ask for forgiveness for anything that may have caused us to stop moving forward in our relationship with you and the assignment you have called us to do. We have no individual prayer request this morning. However, I'm going to be praying for the believers. Hallelujah, all believers in the body of Christ, those that are consistently walking by faith, for those that may have briefly lost their way by taking their eyes off Christ, for the new believer that may be struggling in their faith walk, and for those that have fallen into a trap of the enemy by believing what the world says instead of what the word of God says. Hallelujah. Father, today we set our hearts in agreement with your will about who we are in you, the place you called us to, and your word that brings us back into perfect relationship with your will and way for our lives. Father, let the words of our mouth and the prayers of our heart be acceptable in your sight, 
as we seek your face in repentance for the body of Christ. Father, create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us as we position ourselves in repentance and thanksgiving before your mighty throne of love and judgment. Father, we stand on behalf of the body of Christ and repent. If any of us have failed to yield, to be obedient to the Holy Spirit, lost our joy and hope of salvation in the situations and circumstances we faced over these past years, failed to repent of any wrongdoing, if we fail to worship you in spirit and truth and to obey your word as it is written, Lord, Today is the day we repent of all arrogance and thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought to. We repent of our ignorance of your sovereign will and omnipotent power to give and restore life as you will. We repent of boasting about ourselves and any and everything else instead of boasting in and about Christ. We repent for having a lazy spirit that makes us more familiar with the world than the kingdom of God. We repent of trusting our way rather than trusting your word that has never failed, O God. We repent of every word spoken from our mouths that was not life, every deed done in our bodies that did not bring glory to your name and may have hindered someone from seeing your awesome grace in their life. Father, we repent for not yielding to the test that came to mature us in our faith. We repent if we have not prayed fervently for the sinner and backslider in the nations. We repent for becoming afraid of COVID, all variants and every disaster that has happened and is happening in this world around us daily. We repent for not remembering your words of prophecy that must be fulfilled in the earth before Jesus comes back to take us home. Father, if the church has lost sight of who she is, we are asking the Holy Ghost to waken us from our sleep so we can replenish our lamps with the oil of joy and hope and begin to declare true repentance and lift up the name of Jesus so he can draw all men unto himself. Father, we are thankful to be a part of the body of Christ in the earth and are asking you to restore every broken vessel to a place of wholeness and a spirit of hope for all mankind and to walk in now faith, God, and not fear or unbelief, believing the word of God and never giving up, not compromising, hushé, backing down, or becoming lazy and unfocused on what's important to you. Father, mankind is important to you, and them being restored back to their rightful place in you. We ask this in the name of Jesus, our Redeemer and Savior, who laid down his life for our salvation. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for restoration in the body of Christ, and we declare Psalms 27, 13 through 14 over the body of Christ to be confident, hashe, we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, to be strong and courageous, never giving up as we wait on the Lord, for he will surely complete the good work he has started in us. Forgive us of all our sins and transgressions as we live a life of repentance before his faith. Father, thank you for being Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals us from all sin, sickness, diseases, fear, doubt, and unbelief. We thank you for being Jehovah Nisi, the last shake of Osaha, the Lord our banner that covers and keeps us. We thank you for being Jehovah Makedavish, Kim Hashem, Lord God, the God that sanctifies and makes us holy, yes, Lord. Father, we thank you for being Jehovah Shalom, the God our peace, who fills us with hope and strengthens us in every weak area of our lives and restores us back to our rightful place in the kingdom of God. Father God, thank you for the Holy Spirit that is a constant God and for a transformed mind to receive and obey what the Spirit of God is saying. So we are fully aware of every step we take on the path of righteousness. May every believer not fill with the Spirit of God. Be intentional, I say intentional, about asking and seeking God to fill them with his Holy Ghost power that will keep them sure-footed in the times of trials and tribulations that are happening and coming upon this world in a greater degree. Father, may we develop a life of prayer studying your word and worshiping you so we do not become afraid or uncomfortable with what is happening in this world until you call us home. 
Father, thank you again for the opportunity to come boldly before your throne on behalf of your people. Believing by faith, you have heard our prayers of repentance and have forgiven us according to your word in Psalms 103, verses 3 through 5. Father God, we praise and honor your name, hallelujah, and we're grateful for your hand of mercy. And we thank you for forgiving and restoring us back to our rightful place of glory in you. We declare your word in Romans 15, 13 from the Passion Translation over the body of Christ with the knowledge and understanding that you are the fountain of hope. You will fill us to overflowing with an uncontainable joy and perfect peace as we trust in you. And the power of the Holy Spirit will continually surround our lives with his superabundance until we radiate with hope, hallelujah, for all mankind, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray this morning, amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The Bible tells us from the book of Acts, repent that your sins may be blotted out and times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And that's what I feel this morning, just a time of refreshing between what Sister Shirley just prayed for us, for the body of Christ, for the church, and also what Pastor Powell has delivered unto us. How can you not, as I said earlier, humble yourself before God? Especially when we look in the world and we can see the handwriting on the wall. I love it because Pastor Powell said that when God begins to shake nations, when he begins to shake the nations, is not a shaking for destruction. Although it, it, it causes destructive, it causes destruction, which helps me understand it can be a whole lot worse than what it is. It's not for the destroying of his people is for the returning of his people. And that's what the Lord is saying. Will we return? As I said, uh, I shared with you uh, on Sunday that Deuteronomy, the, the, the 30th chapter, the heading of that chapter from the King James, <clears throat> excuse me, the New King James translation of the Bible says, the blessing of returning to the Lord. And that's what happens when we return to the Lord. Now, the favor of God, the provision of God, comes upon the righteous. And that's what God wants to happen, his provision to come upon us because he's a good father. He's a, he's a great king. And as being citizens of the kingdom, he wants us to benefit from being part of the kingdom. But we can't benefit if we continue in our evil ways and continue to do our own thing and not do good in the sight of the Lord. And that's why this is not a time to play church. This is a time to be very serious about your relationship with God because I don't need God. I don't think any of us need God to be our problem. But nevertheless, there's a lot of people dealing with problems, and their problem is God. And so we need to quit calling God the devil, because that's the first thing people say, what, the devil doing it? No, no, no. Some of the things that people are dealing with are results of their disobedience. They're the results of their own disobedience. So let's really work hard to be obedient to the Lord. I want Pastor Powell to come back and just uh, share what's in its heart uh, concerning, you know, things that's been shared today or whatever God has placed on your heart before we bring this hour um, to a midway close at, in two minutes. Pastor Powell. 
Bishops. Thank you, Bishop. I, I just um, I, here again. I think the the biggest thing I could say is what what you've been ministering is tantamount for the body of Christ right now. As God is shaking, right? It's not for destruction, but it can lead to destruction if proper response is not happening. This return is God's mercy towards his people saying, return to me, return to your source. Preparation for the next thing he's doing in the nations. So the first shaking that I always send about, it's a pattern. He'll shake his people. He'll shake his people. Um, and that shaking will result in financial and resource and physical decline as his people are returning and repenting. And then he'll begin to restore everything. But then there's this shaking that's happening all across the globe. I've heard many scientists and even and, and theologians say that with what we've seen with the pandemic, this is the first time since the flood that the whole earth has been affected in some sort of way. It's not war. It's not flooding. But this has affected the whole earth. God is not just shaking his people. He's shaking the nations. He's shaking the nations. And church, I'm saying to you, it is my sense, my wholehearted belief that as he's shaking the nations, he's shaking his people to prepare them. As these nations are now saying, wait a minute, the systems of the world are collapsing. The systems of the world need oxygen. Who is it that will be on our behalf? Who is it? that can help us in this situation. The only answer is God and his Christ. Yes, Lord, I say that. And I'm going to finish with this, Bishop. There's a scripture in uh, Revelation that says that the kingdoms of this world are becoming the kingdoms of our God and his Christ. This shaking is designed for his people to be prepared for the greatest time, the greatest catch of souls, the greatest impact of the church in nations and systems that we've ever seen. The nations, the kingdoms of this earth are becoming the kingdoms of our God and his Christ. Bishop. Amen. Wow. Thank you so much, Pastor uh, and then uh, I also want to say thank you so much for what you said at the top of the service in honoring me and saying that how um, I really am listening to the heart of God and what's going on in the nations today and in our world. I think prophetic timing is so key to um, living within the boundaries of what God has ordained for us as a people. But, you know, you just got to be sensitive to what's going on. You have to be awakened. You have to keep your eyes open. You have to keep your spirit alert um, 
to what's going on. And I'm going to say this because I'm going to be talking about this tonight in Bible study. Um, and you can't operate in fear. I believe that uh, we're still headed for greater days. We've seen God's best yet as a people, but I believe we will see it in the land of the living. We'll see the hand of God. We'll see the glory of God. We will see the restoration from our God begin to manifest itself in the life of his people so that nations will come unto him. Matter of fact, uh, Isaiah, you quoted it from Revelation, but Isaiah says it as well, that in Isaiah it says that um, arise and shine for thy light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And it says kings and people will become, will come to the greatness of your rising. And, and that's key. Because I believe nations, people, will begin to see the hand of God upon the children of God because of their own And then God can now manifest himself in the earth realm amongst his church. We're the church. We're the bride of Christ. Let's honor the bridegroom. Let's honor him for the great sacrifice he has made. I believe, as Pastor Powell says, we're seeing the mercies of God right now. God is being merciful in his warning to us, returning to me. As I shared with you Sunday, he said, I said before you life and death, blessings and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. You and your descendants. And that's my prayer for you, that you and your descendants may live. How? The good life, which God has preordained and made ready for you to live. That you will live life, but you will live it in abundance to the full until it overflows. And you will live it free from fear and full of joy. You hear that this morning. I don't have a radio. Where is it? Praise God. And so, Father, we just honor you today, and we thank you for the time we've had. We thank you for the obedience of Pastor Powell to just give us such a wonderful devotion. Also, the prayers of Sister Shirley, who prayed so beautifully for us, Father. I thank you, Lord God, that those prayers will begin to manifest themselves in every area of our life. I thank you, Father, that we will not just be hearers of the word, but we'll be doers also. Lord God, we will lay it to heart as we continue in our next 11 days of fasting and praying. Father God, that we will continue to submit ourselves and humble ourselves before your great hand, before your throne of grace, Father. And we thank you for it. Father, as we travel today, I declare traveling grace and traveling mercy over each and every person under the sound of my voice that, Lord, you would get us to our destination back home safely. No sickness, harm, or danger will come near us or the vehicles that we are traveling in. Father, we lift up those that are sick among us, Father, those who have contracted, Lord God, Omicron, Lord God, or some form of COVID, Father. We declare that the weapon has formed, but we declare it shall not prosper, Lord God. We speak to, Lord God, their lung cavities. We speak to their their, their sinal um, um 
track. We speak to their throats, Father God. We speak, Lord God, to their bloodstream, and we declare that COVID, Lord God, no forms of coronavirus can live in their physical body. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. You say you sent your word, and your word has healed us of all diseases. And Father God, I thank you that the word has been sent out. Now bring forth your healing to manifest itself in every area of their life. We declare they're the healed and not the sick in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hey, our time is well spent this morning. I pray you've been blessed. I know I have. And so, hey, make today great by making today count. I want you to hear that again. Make today great by making today count. Look for the opportunity to share your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, with someone that's in desperate need of hope as we navigate through these trying times. The earth is being shaken, but let me tell you something. We're building our lives on the right foundation. This is Sister Shirley Birch, Pastor Tommy Powell, and Bishop. We are signing off this morning. God bless you. Hey, we'll see you in the sanctuary tonight. Be blessed. Open the lines.